What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Wednesday, May 3rd. My name is Kent Peterson. I'm the host of this show, and on today's show, we are going to discuss a recap of all the important players from the Big Ten who got drafted in this past weekend's NFL draft. Um, Lots to discuss on that front, but before I get into that, if you missed yesterday's show, um, we are recording on YouTube now. Uh, Very exciting times. The YouTube video, I thought, went well yesterday. I'm very excited to continue to do things on YouTube. And uh, if you're listening to the pod, go ahead and go check that out. And uh, as always, go follow at CasualBig10 on Twitter. But let's jump right into this. Let's talk about the NFL draft. Um, This weekend was a huge weekend for the Big Ten. One of the hugest weekends in the country, if you're looking at the numbers. The Big Ten had 55 guys drafted over the weekend, which is pretty impressive. The only conference that had more was the SEC. They had 62, which is three short of the record. I just looked this up. The record's 65. It was set by the SEC last year. Um, A full list on the NCAA's website of all the conferences, uh, who got drafted where, and and, uh, I'm sorry, I thought I was getting a FaceTime right there because my wife's out of town, so I thought she was FaceTiming me. Um, and I'm not going to stop recording if she does. I'm just going to pick it up. But um, full list of everything. There was one, one funny part on uh, this website here. They got all the conferences listed out. Um, and then at the bottom, they combined all these conferences together. The ASUN, the Big Sky, the CAA, the GLIAC, Ivy, NEC, OVC, SAC, SWAC, and WAC. Combine all those conferences together, they had one guy drafted. <laughs> Which, like, congrats to whoever that guy is, but I'm just confused why they put all those conferences together instead of just listing the one conference that that guy came from. I mean, he didn't come from all of those conferences. Just list uh, the Big Sky if that's where he came from. I'm assuming that's where he came from. I'm going to say it was the Big Sky. Um, but as far as the Big Ten's concerned, like I said, 55 guys drafted. There was nine in the first round. If you're following on Twitter, I put out a graphic of those nine guys. Um, and then there was 11 more guys in the second round. So 20 overall in the first two rounds. I bring that up because I think that that's an important stat for the conference. When you're looking at NFL draft and, or the NFL draft, and you're talking about how important these first couple of rounds are, you start thinking that the guys that are chosen in the first three rounds are expected to play on an NFL roster next year. Not expected to just make the roster. Not expected to be a backup. In most cases, sometimes quarterbacks will be a backup for a little bit. But in most cases, these guys are expected to play next year in the first three rounds. So um, very, very impressive to have 20 of the, what would that be, like 60 guys that were taken in the first two rounds. Uh, The the Big Ten has 20 of them. That's a pretty impressive stat, I think. Um... Let's discuss the guys that got taken in the first round. We're going to talk about those nine guys a little bit more in depth. I want to talk about a few other guys that got drafted in later rounds, and then I'm going to talk about one special guy, and if you know me, you already know who this is, that did not get drafted, but he did get signed, and I'm pretty excited about it. But let's talk about uh, the guys that got drafted first. The first guy was C.J., C.J. Stroud, Ohio State quarterback the last two years. He had... um, Over 40 touchdowns a year, which is insane to have two years back-to-back where you you throw 
40 touchdowns or more. This is a guy that the Texans desperately need. If you follow the NFL, they had Deshaun Watson for years and years, and then he got in a little bit of trouble. And um, now he's not in Houston anymore. He's in Cleveland. And then uh, they haven't had a good quarterback since then. They've been uh, really bad. They have been struggling to get wins. In fact, last year they went 3-13. and This is going to be a culture shock for CJ because he's coming from a program that lost like three games in the last two years, basically. I don't know the exact number. Probably four, right? Um, but lost like less than five games in the last two years, and then he's going to a team that won less than five last year. So he's going to have a lot of growing to do. I think that culture-wise for Houston, I think that it was a great pick for them. Um, And I think that, you know, he could be the guy that changes that franchise around. He's an elite passer. When I was going into the draft, I'm a big Detroit Lions fan. And I love Jared Goff, but we do have to start looking at the future. And the two guys that I had my eyes on were C.J., and Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. And, uh, of course, Detroit ended up drafting them later on in the draft, kind of stole Hendon Hooker. But back to CJ, though, he I think he's the best passer. I think he was the best passer in college football for the last two years. I think he was better than Bryce Young. I think he was better than Hendon Hooker. I think he's better than J.J. McCarthy when it comes to passing. Okay? He's a little bit older than J.J., so J.J.'s got some time to catch up to him. But... When it comes to the conference and even the country, this is the best passer I've seen in a while. He's he's so accurate. He's big, so he can see over the offensive line. He reads defenses really well. He's got great touch, um, and I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to just be fantastic for Houston. Um, moving down the draft just a little bit, we have, uh, who was this? Devin Witherspoon. Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. Um I'll be really honest with you guys. I don't follow and I don't keep track of defensive guys and offensive linemen as much as I probably should. But as a casual, I'm more focused on those offensive skilled players, as I think most college football players are. Um, I'm really happy for Devin, though. He went super high. Uh, I think that when NFL teams are looking for guys, they want people that were on rosters that were successful. They want guys from Alabama. They want guys from Georgia. They want guys from Michigan and Ohio State. So I bring that up because even though Devin Witherspoon played for Illinois, they had a remarkably overachieving season this year, success-wise. And he was leading them on a defense that was top five in the country. So you look at a guy, you talk about culture and changing things. He's going out to Seattle, and he's going to be a big game changer for them. He's a good tackler. He's obviously um, very good uh, defending the pass as well. He only had three interceptions last year, but when you're really elite in college, you're not getting thrown at. These guys are scouted super well. So when you see somebody like Devin Witherspoon on the scouting report, you're like, all right, I'm going to look for number six and I'm not going to throw it his way very often. So uh, that's why he only had, um, I said number six. I don't know where I saw number six at. He was number 31 last year. Um, So that's why he only had three picks. Uh, Moving down the draft, like I just talked about, guys that I'm not super comfortable, like, knowing a lot about, 
Paris Johnson Jr. is definitely one of those guys. Offensive lineman, I'm not keeping track of as well as I should be. Next two guys are offensive linemen. I kind of packaged their uh, video stuff together. Paris Johnson Jr., listen, man, I'm happy for you. I have no idea whether that was a good pick for Arizona. I think it's good because he only has to change the shade of red a little bit. He's going from Ohio State to Arizona. But um, other than that, I have no idea whether that was a good pick. I mean, he did protect C.J. Stroud all year. He was Ohio State's starting left tackle. That's where you want to be when you have a right-handed quarterback. Your best offensive lineman is going to be at left tackle. And, uh, you know, the next guy that got drafted, Peter Saransky, he's the same thing. He left tackle. And that's about as much as I know about these guys. If you told me that Peter Skaronsky was drafted in the fifth round by the Las Vegas Raiders, I would say, wow, excellent pick for them. Um, I think that's about where he should have been drafted. I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm not a draft analyst. Um, super happy for Peter, though. He's coming down to my hometown in Nashville. He got drafted by the Titans. So uh, if you're watching, Peter, I can take you out on Broadway, show you a couple hot spots. But other than that, uh, I'm not really familiar with your game, sir. I I'm assuming you can block pretty well. The Titans spent uh, quite a high draft pick on you, so I hope you can. Probably a good idea because he's replacing, um, I believe, Taylor Lewan just uh, graduated. I think Taylor Lewan just graduated from the NFL. Um, I think he just retired from the NFL. So um, he'll probably be replacing him since he's not going to be playing any longer, right? He graduated, right? Retired, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, so happy for Paris. I'm uh, happy for Peter. Like I said, don't don't have a ton to say about these guys, but obviously um, NFL scouts and GMs know a lot more about these guys than I do. So I'm going to take their word for it when they use a, uh, let's see, where was it? Number six and number 11 picks overall going to Arizona and Tennessee. All right, next guy that we have is uh, Lucas Van Ness. And um, I, I don't know what to think about this. I don't know what to think about this pick because he got drafted Obviously, in the first round, I'm only talking about first rounders really today. Um, 13th overall, though. The, my feeling about taking a player this high at such an important position, Lucas plays defensive end or edge, whatever you want to call it for the NFL. And I think that, I think that it might have been a little bit of a reach for Green Bay. I also hate Green Bay because I'm a Lions fan, so I hope that he's not very good for them. But as a Big Ten fan... I hope he has a great career. Um, his numbers were decent. I mean, he had 70 tackles and 13 sacks in the last two seasons. Anybody that's in double-digit sacks for two seasons is obviously respectable. So, Lucas, you have my respect. Um, hope you're very successful in Green Bay. I hope everything works out for you. Um, I just feel like it might have been a little bit of a reach, in my opinion. Another guy that a lot of people were saying might have been a little bit of a reach was his teammate, Jack Campbell. And uh, Jack was picked by Coach Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions and GM Brad Holmes. And I know all their names because, like I said, I'm a Lions fan. Have I said that enough on this podcast? Um, everybody that I saw on NFL Network, on ESPN, on Twitter, that includes Lions fans, said that this was the biggest reach in the draft, coming all the way up to pick number 18 to get Jack Campbell and... I couldn't disagree more, you know. 
As a fan of the team, I think that uh, Jack is going to be a uh, 12 to 19 year starter in the NFL. And he's probably going to go to Pro Bowls every single year. He's definitely going to win Rookie of the Year next year. Um, overall, too. Not even just Defensive Rookie of the Year. He's going to win the whole thing. Um, I'm guessing he can play offense, too. I don't think he did that at Iowa. They might have been able to use him on offense a little bit last year. But he'll probably have a couple of touchdowns next year. I'm guessing upwards of like 200 sacks and uh, 550-ish tackles next season. Um, I think that Jack Campbell's going to be great. I think he's going to be one. I think he might be the greatest linebacker ever to play in the NFL. That's how I feel about uh, the Lions pick at number 18. Don't think it was a reach at all. I'm surprised he didn't go higher. Honestly, I'm surprised he didn't go uh, one overall. That That's where I would If I was a GM, you know, if I was Houston or who was the first? I don't even know who the first pick was. Or I know who I know who the pick was. It was Bryce Young, but who picked him? I can't even think of it right now. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. We got everything ready now. NFL draft by round. Let's type in round one. Um, Bryce Young. I knew that part. Make me click on it. Carolina. I didn't know that. That I, I actually didn't know that. I guess I wasn't watching the uh, draft closely enough. Um. Yeah, but if I was Carolina, I'm taking Jack Campbell. I don't know what they were thinking. They need help on defense. They they should have for sure picked him. You're talking about a guy that's going to be instant Hall of Famer. Um, great pick by the Lions, though. I thought it was just a great pick. Uh, moving down the draft just a touch, we have uh, Jackson Smith in Jigba. Um, there's not a whole lot to say about Jackson. If you didn't watch him two years ago, you don't. You, you don't know about him at all because he only played three games this past season. Um, obviously, I talked about how important these first-round guys are. An NFL team like Seattle who has, and by the way, that's who picked him at number 20. Um, he'll be joining Devin Witherspoon in Seattle. But uh, if you're an NFL team like Seattle who's had a lot of draft success, they have drafted guys really well. You think about uh, Russell Wilson, how low they took him in the draft and how great of a starter he was for them for so long. Um, I'm assuming that Seattle did their due diligence on Jackson and they know what they're getting out of him, even though he only played three games last year. When he's healthy, I think that he would have been either number one or number two best receiver, not just at Ohio State, but in the Big Ten. They just happen to be on the same team. Um, I think that Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably slightly better than him, but this guy's hard to guard, though. I mean, he's going to be a nightmare matchup for uh, anybody in the NFL. He's really freaking good. So um, I'm excited for Jackson. Um, excited for all these guys, really. Um, I think that uh, he was the – let me I'm just check my notes right here. He's the second wide receiver that was taken this year. The first guy that was taken was um, Quentin Johnson. And if you don't know who that is, then you did not watch Michigan in the playoff semifinals this year because Quentin Johnson from TCU freaking torched Michigan, torched them. He was the first wide receiver that was picked. He's a little bit bigger than Jackson. I think that skills-wise, though, um, Jackson's better than him. I think that Seattle got a great wide receiver, 
like I said, next 10 years could be a great wide receiver for them. Um, so really excited for uh, Jackson. A um, couple other guys that I wanted to discuss um, that I don't really have highlights for because uh, I didn't feel like doing any more highlight videos. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'm just going to talk about these guys. You have uh, Deontay Banks, also in the first round. He went 24th overall to the New York Giants. He was a cornerback for Maryland this past year. He had 38 tackles. He only had one interception. Um, I know I said interceptions are not that important of a stat because if you're really good, people aren't throwing at you anyways. But in this case, when you only have one, I'm kind of surprised that the Giants took him so early. Um, once again, defensive guys I don't know a ton about, but uh, I didn't. I don't know. You talk about – I'm just looking at stats. I didn't watch the film. I didn't do all the research like uh, New York did. But just looking at the stats, he only had 38 tackles and a pick. I mean, I'm wanting a little bit more out of a guy if I'm taking him in the first round. But you know what? Uh, Deontay Banks, probably, once again, I'll probably be wrong about most of this stuff. He's probably going to be great forever. He's probably <laughs> one of the best cornerbacks to ever play for the New York Giants. Um, I'm guessing that he had a really good combine. That's what I'm guessing. Because, to be frank, I, I don't watch defense that much. I've been saying that a lot this episode. But I watch it enough that I should have known this guy's name, and I didn't. I didn't know uh, Deontay Banks' name. Um, and then the last guy that was taken in the first round was a Michigan defensive tackle. Dallas Cowboys um, selected him 26 overall. A lot of people are saying they got away with a crime right here, getting him in the first round this late. They kind of got away with something, you know. Um, and the NFL is not really reporting it, and he's still going to be able to play. So, I don't know. I don't think it was that big of a deal to get him this late in the draft, but um, I don't. That's what that's what I was hearing people saying. I don't know. I don't know. That's just what I was hearing. Uh, Mozzie Smith. Did I even say his name? <laughs> I think I said his name yet. I just put his picture up. Um, he had 88 tackles in 30 games for Michigan. That's a pretty high rate, I think, for a defensive tackle. Um, not a lot of sacks. I think he only had one or two sacks in his whole career. And uh, that's not what he does, though. He is a run stopper. And Dallas's defense, once again, if you follow NFL, you probably know most of this stuff already, but Dallas's defense was about middle of the pack in stopping the run last year. So they really badly needed a guy that could come and, if not anchor the middle of the defense, at least be a plug that's going to stop some of this run. Um, and I think it was a good pick for them. I'm excited for, uh, Mozzie and, um, I hope they, I hope he has a great career in Dallas. He's going to be a star. You're going to be a star. Literally, you're going to have a star on your helmet. All right. Um, that was pretty much all the guys that was all the guys that got drafted in the, uh, first round. I wanted to talk about a couple other guys that got drafted. Uh, the first one being Joey Porter Jr., he was the, I think he was the first pick in the second round. He was. He was picked 32 overall. Um, I got five guys that I want to talk about. I should have prefaced it with that. Five other guys that were not first rounders that I think are going to be really important on NFL teams next year. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. Uh, went to the Steelers. His dad played for the Steelers. This was a no-brainer, obvious, like, no-shit pick for them. Um, I was upset that he got picked by them because, like I said, I know a couple of defensive guys' names, and I know some guys that I watched last year that were just dogs, 
and he was one of them. And my Lions had the 36th pick, I believe, and he got taken four spots before that. And we need defensive guys horribly bad. Um, so I was kind of hoping that he would fall a little bit more and come to Detroit. But at any rate, um, I should have saw that the Steelers were on the board, and that's obviously, like I said, a no-shit pick for them. So they went ahead and took him, and I think he's going to be great for them. I think he's going to be a game-changer for their defense. He's that good. He's really good. Getting him in the second round, I know it's just the first pick in the second round, but getting that guy in the second round is huge. That's a steal for them. Um, another guy that I think is going to make a big difference next year is uh, Green Bay Packers' newest wide receiver, Jaden Reed. I've seen him play live once or twice now. Um, he's got NFL speed. He's got NFL hands. The only thing he doesn't have is NFL size. And I know there's been other receivers that have been successful in the NFL with smaller statures. You think of like Tyreek Hill or other guys that are small <laughs> like Tyreek Hill. Um, but Jaden's going to have to really stand out if he's going to uh, make an impact on this roster, and I think that he will. I think he's that explosive of a player. I think he's going to start next year, and um, if you're a fantasy player like me, you're hoping to get this guy on your team because he's he's explosive. He's fast. He can catch. Um, and <laughs> as a wide receiver, those are the two things you really want people to be, right? Um, third, the third of the five guys I wanted to talk about, his teammate, his new teammate is, uh, Sean Clifford. He also got drafted by the Packers. The reason why I thought that this was so important, um, by the way, I forgot to mention this. Jaden was picked, um, in the second round, pick 50. Sean Clifford was in the fifth round. This guy got all the way down to the fifth round at pick 149. Um, so Clifford's heading to the Packers. Unless you're living under a rock you already know that Aaron Rodgers isn't there anymore. And um, you might have missed this, but they did just sign their uh, their draft pick from a couple years ago, Love. Why can't I think of his first name? Jordan Love. So they just signed Jordan Love to a little bit longer of a contract, but to me that doesn't mean anything. I've seen Sean Clifford play. I've seen this guy play a lot. I know the competitor that he is. I, I'm not saying that he's going to come in and steal the job away from Jordan Love this year, but he's going to be a guy that's going to be competing for the job and getting someone like that in the fifth round. You hear stories about guys that uh, were quarterbacks uh, in, obviously, in college, but that got picked later in the draft that end up being like franchise quarterbacks. Now, am I going to go out on a limb and say Sean Clifford's going to be a franchise quarterback for the Packers? Yeah, I am. I am going to say that. Uh, I think that Clifford's going to be great for them. I think that he could – I think that, honestly, this year he could be competing for the job. I know I just said I don't think he will. I'm changing my mind right now. He's going to compete for the job this year. He might not get it, but you're going to hear talks. You're going to hear, like uh, – you're going to see, like, Ron Jaworski at uh, Packers camp, and they're going to be like, oh, man, this kid they brought in from Penn State, he's really pushing Jordan Love. And I don't know, uh, you know, coach – I don't even know who their coach is. Coach is saying they they don't have a week one starter yet. He's not making a decision until after the preseason. Then he's going to come in the preseason and freaking light it up. And Sean Clifford's going to throw 40 touchdowns in the preseason. Um, so excited for him. I think that he could be a starter for the Packers long term. Um, and we'll see what happens with him. I think getting him in the fifth round is great value. Also in the fifth round, 
Another great value pick was Tampa Bay picked up Payne Durham from Purdue. In my opinion, I'll just say it because I'm not talking about any other tight ends today. I think he was the best tight end in the Big Ten. And if he wasn't the best, he was top three for sure. Um, And they get him all the way back in the fifth round. I think tight end's an important position in the NFL these days because you have to do so much. You have to block and you have to be able to uh, beat linebackers off the ball and catch passes. So um, I think that Payne could be great for them. I think he might play next year. I think he could be playing for the Buccaneers next year. I'm not really sure what's going on with the Buccaneers, though. I know that Brady retired and then uh, Baker Mayfield's their quarterback now. Do you think Baker Mayfield and Payne Durham are going to get along? We'll see. We'll see. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see it. I think he'll play, though. Right? Even though he was in the fifth round, who else they got down there? You know what? I don't know why I refuse to look stuff up right now. I'm going to do it right now. Tampa Bay uh, Bucks depth chart. I know who they used to have, but I feel like they got rid of like all their tight ends. Where we got right now? Cade Otten and Co Keefe. I don't know who that is. He's third on their depth chart right now. Kate Otten, I don't know. He might take his spot. He might could take his spot from Washington. I didn't know he was from Washington. Um, but Durham could come in and earn a spot. And even if he doesn't, if he, even if he's like the backup, uh, the way the NFL offenses are structured now, he could still get on the field a ton anyways. Um, last guy I want to talk about that actually got drafted is Jake Moody, the kicker from Michigan. The only reason I wanted to bring this up is not because I care that a Michigan kicker got picked. is because it was borderline historic that he got picked as high as he did. Um, he's the fourth kicker to be taken in the third round or higher in the last 22 years. 22 years. So you're talking about a guy right now that is a top, like one of the best kickers to ever be drafted out of college. You know what I mean? And especially in the last 25 years. So uh, congratulations to Jake. I hope he has a great career. He got picked. I, I forgot. Oh, where did I put? He got picked by the 49ers. Picked 99. He was in the third round. So like I said, there's only been three other guys in the last 22 years that have been picked higher than Jake got picked. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting that a kicker went that high. All right. Last guy I want to talk about. I saved the best for last. My guy, Mo. Ibrahim, Mohammed Ibrahim, um, did not get drafted. I uh, hate to say it. hate to say he didn't get drafted. But he did get signed the day after the draft was over by the Detroit Lions. And um, I know this sounded like a little bit of a Detroit Lions podcast. It's not. I'm just talking about the Big Ten guys. Um, really excited about this. Really excited about this. Mo was one of my favorite backs last year. It was him and Chase Brown. I'm excited for Chase as well. I forgot where where he where did he go? I forgot where he went. Let me look that up real quick. This will be my last look up of the day. Chase Brown, NFL draft. He got drafted, right? Am I tripping right now? Chase Brown, Kansas City. No, Bengals, Bengals, Bengals. Fifth round. That was late. Good pickup for uh, Cincinnati. Um, but it, at any rate, um, I want to talk about one guy that didn't get drafted, like I said. So I picked uh, Mo Ibrahim. 
Um, super excited for him. Detroit just got rid of DeAndre Swift. They just signed Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. But other than those two guys, I think that Mo could compete for some uh, snaps this year. And again, going back to the way that the NFL offenses are structured, they usually use more than one back. Last year in Detroit, it was DeAndre Swift and my guy Jay Swaggy, Jamal Williams. And they're both gone now. So you're putting two, and, I, and I'm assuming they're, oh, they did sign somebody. I forgot. They signed uh, Montgomery from Chicago. But that doesn't matter, though. Mo could still get some snaps, right? I think he could. Um, I hope he has a good camp, and I hope that he earns his way on the team. I think that he will. That would be really exciting for me because I'm a big Mo Ibrahim fan, and I'm a huge Lions fan. So you bring those two worlds together, and I'm just happier than a peach. Um, that was the show, though. That was today's show. I appreciate everybody watching. Like I said, we're on YouTube now if you're listening to the podcast. Um, go check it out on YouTube. Hit subscribe if you want to. I don't care if you... I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm actually even going to stop saying that. I hate when I'm watching YouTube videos and they always say that. So I'm going to just stop doing that. I'm not even going to say hit subscribe. I'm just going to say, if you'd like to watch, go check it out on YouTube. That's where the video is going to be. Uh, appreciate everybody watching today. I was going to do a uh, basketball... Uh, what do I want to call it? Transfer portal update this week. I'm pushing that back to next week. I did two um, videos. They took me quite some time to pre uh, prepare for. And I'm going to take the rest of this week off from all the podcasting stuff. And I'll be back hot and heavy next week, ready to discuss some transfer portals. Hopefully by uh, next week, Hunter Dickinson's dumbass will have made a decision. And uh, we'll be able to talk about where he finally is going to play college basketball. Um, once again, thanks for watching and we'll talk to you guys next week.